And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. Hey, Frank, a little birdie told me you don't need a satellite dish to get DirecTV. What's the little birdie? Was it Jimmy the Sparrow? It's a figure of speech. Point is, you can stream DirecTV over the internet now. Oh, sure. Next you're going to tell me those big birds are made of metal and filled with people, right? <laughs> you mean airplanes? Stream DirecTV without a satellite dish. Visit DirecTV.com. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Seven fifty-five is real with David O'Brien and Eric O'Flaherty is on the air now. Welcome back to Seven Fifty-Five is Real. I'm David O'Brien, Braves writer for the Athletic, and one of my co-hosts, Eric O'Flaherty, former Braves left-handed reliever. What's up, Eric? How you doing, man? What's up, Dave? I'm not good. much, not much. Just got back from that West Coast. Uh, kind of a kind of a hit and miss uh, trip for the Braves. Four and four, which in normal years you would think, okay, that's all right, you could break even on a West Coast trip. But this one just didn't feel. It didn't have that good feeling though, because you two of the wins were against Oakland, which is really shit, horseshit these days. So you swept that one, and you lost both series at Seattle and San Francisco. And it was the way, you know, you kind of lost the way you lose. Yeah. In Seattle with Kenley blowing that save after that. What would have been the biggest win of the year ended up being maybe the most wrenching loss. So, uh, and then in San Francisco, you know, you just had, uh, didn't play real good ball. The offense kind of sputtered most of the time. Yeah. Cobb Cobb was locked in. Oh, he was with that dude. He could, you can catch him on a day like that and there's not much you can do. Yeah. But the offense kind of sputtered. The bottom of the order is carrying them. The bottom of the order yeah. and Dansby. Dansby had the huge game, a couple of big two-out hits like he's done all year. But the bottom of the order, you thank God for that because uh, that's what's doing it for the Braves. You know, Michael Harris and Grossman and and uh, Vaughn Grissom yeah. and, you know, all the, and Darno at five. All those guys have been the ones really driving in runs. Yeah, it's hard to win with, you know, sometimes it just works like that too, but it's, you know, Two or three guys in the middle of your order get cold at the same time. Yeah. And they've They're had that. Get the most important at bats. Yeah. And they've had that. And you got to think, you know, that'll turn around pretty quick. Yeah, but they but they've got all three struggling at one time. Uh in the top four, you've got Acuna, Riley, and Olsen really yeah. struggling. But Olsen really has done, you know, he had the home run at Oakland. Other than that, he's had a really bad few weeks. And Riley isn't doing much better. Yeah. Uh, and Acuna, you know, it just hasn't been Acuna. You know, it's this we've seen this now for weeks and weeks. He had a couple. He had a nice couple of games in uh, San Francisco. Show some signs. Maybe he's coming around. He had a couple of doubles, uh, a couple of hits uh, in one game. Um, so you know, that was encouraging. But uh, they're not getting anything right now from Riley and Olson, who carried them for a lot of the year. You know, yeah. power wise. Acuna, you know, it's funny. It's got to just be the twist, any kind of twisting motion on his knee. Because right. when he runs, right like when he when he broke it the home fine. and had to stop, change directions, and scramble back to third base, was like some of the most athletic movement you can see. Yeah, you know, he, he looked fine, and it, it was so crazy how he had to stop like that. It, it worried me about his knee, and I, it's weird to watch it and think, okay, that doesn't mess his knee up, but just swinging does. It's just that movement. It must be either mentally or physically or both. That twist is where he's apprehensive. And and obviously any any kind of slight alteration of his swing is going to affect it. I mean, if he generates part of his power from there, then it's not going to be the same power. So 
probably going to be next year before we see the real Ronald Acuna, but encouraging signs. And uh, the big news today, the, what we need to talk about is Ozzie Alves coming back. Yeah. He's reinstated today. It's been three months. Now, I know he didn't go off to a good start, but never mind that. It's history now because we might as well be starting the season over again. It doesn't matter what he did before he got hurt. Nope. And this is an opportunity for the Braves because he comes in. He's going to be fresher than like anybody on the field for the most part on either team. And Ozzy Albies, the energizer bunny anyway. So yeah. you got to think he might be able to provide them a spark that they really could use right now. You know, they were getting that spark from the young guys, from Grissom and uh, from Michael Harris. But Harris has been up a long time, played a lot now, and he's still playing great. I mean, he's hitting right now. He had, Harris is hitting like almost 400 with five homers in September. Yeah. He's hitting like 1,100. I mean, the kid is just when you think he's going to start struggling and some other teams are going to figure out something that he's going to have to adjust to. The kid says, no, I'm not the normal rookie. I'm pretty special. You're right about that, too, because there's been times where I start thinking, okay, they, they've figured out here's how they need to here's how they need to get him out. You know, you see a game. I've seen a few games where nobody throws him a fastball. And he just starts chasing. Yeah. And then it's like two days later that they hang him one, one yeah. breaking ball, and he hits it out. Or it, there's a pitch, you know, up and in or, or down and away, you know, whatever it is, there's a location where I'm like, you know, I'm watching as a pitcher thinking, okay, there's this guy's got to have a hole. He can't just hit 400 for the rest of his life. Yeah. He can't be this good. And every time I start thinking that it's like the exact pitch I'm thinking might be a, a way to get him out. He'll do damage on it. Like the next day. I, I mean, he's just special, dude. He's uh I think he's going to be rookie of the year. I think Stride is going to be second. I don't know how close it's going to be. Probably pretty close, but I think Harris is going to win it. He's hitting, He's probably going to get rookie of the month for the third time in four months. <laughs> I mean. That's kind of got to seal it for you. In, in 12 September games, he's hitting 391, five homers and 1174 OPS. The only National League player with more homers than him in September is Dalton Varsho with, with the D-backs. He's got seven. And Justin Turner at twelve thirty OPS is the only NL player with an OPS higher than him in twenty five or more bats this month. I mean, kids just and playing longer than he's ever played in his life, you know, yeah. and showing no signs of anything but getting better. Um, but getting back to Ozzy, it's going to be interesting to see. I, I, I'm 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 eager to see when the lineup comes out and it's just how Snit uses him because it's not, yeah. you know. At the time when he got hurt, you thought, well, okay, when he comes back, whoever's playing second base, RC or whatever, just go back to the bench. Well, that changed yeah. when Grissom came up and started yeah. breaking. And Grissom's another one who's who struggled a little bit here and there. And he had he Snit gave him a day off after he had uh, a bad series in Seattle. That's really the first time he struggled for more than you know one or two games. He had it was over for about three out of four games, one for fifteen, I think, and sat him for a game. But he's another one that uh, I mean, he's one been one of your best hitters for since he was in there. So I, it's it's not just a case of you stick Ozzy back at second base and bench Grissom. You don't do that, and you don't just move Grissom to the outfield and bench Grossman because Grossman's another one yeah. of their very best hitters. So that's yeah. where it gets tricky that Grossman's swinging the bat so well too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like the idea of energy this time of year. You know, I think it's great getting Aussie back, but I don't like taking energy out of the lineup. And you got to get Grissom has to stay in there somewhere. You know, if it's yeah. got to be left field or DH, whatever you have to do. Give Ronnie a few extra days to you know because you know his knee's not right. Um, but you got to keep those guys, Grissom, Harris, and uh, Aussie. 
I just want to see him hit and I want to see him run because it just feels good as an offense when they lead off innings with doubles or, yeah, you know, go first to third on a single, those things like that gives energy to the whole team. And, and, and if Acuna was playing the outfield, it would be a little easier to work him in, but Acuna has been DH in every day now for a couple yeah. of weeks. And I don't think they wanted to have him play the outfield until the postseason, hoping that. But you know what? Like you said, I think I know he's not going to like it, but this is a chance to really just rest Acuna for a game here and a game there every three games or something instead of, you know, feeling like you have to play him every day at DH. Um, I don't I don't see any reason why you couldn't and then have him ready to roll or in the uh, ready to roll in the uh, postseason. Yeah. Cause it's not like he's killing it. You know, he's not like he's killing it out there and getting 400 or hitting with power. You could, you could afford to rest him every three games. And now with Ozzy in there, you're getting another speed guy and another guy yeah. that gives you a real big, you know, a boost of energy. So, I mean, there's no shortage of guys who can hit lead off Dansby, Ozzy. I know they don't want to use Harris up there yet. You could, but I, I, he likes using Harris where he is, I think for this rookie year. Down in the was, I wouldn't mess with where he's yeah, at and what he's, he's doing. So well. You know, I mean, and you got a good shot to get guys on base for you know Cunha and Dansby early in the in yeah. in the lineup. So for me, I don't know. I mean, it's it's tough because I think they're they're trying to give Ronald a chance to get going. Yeah, you know? and and they know that's what's so tough about managing and making these decisions is they know you have you know the value he has when he's right. He's one of the best players in the game. Yeah. Absolutely. But if he if he's like this, and I guess you have to learn the player, you know, do, some guys respond really well to time off, and some guys get no better, you know, because it's like they just keep the same bad bad right. habit they had the day before. Some guys need to work through it, and some right. guys just need to be fresh. So I think that's probably the hardest thing to tell with with Ronald is does he have a bad habit right now from his knee, right, or are his legs just tired because he's running on you know one and a half knees instead of a full two right now. It's hard to tell what would get him right, and I think they gotta they gotta toy around and figure out how to get him right because they know how big a deal he is when he's right. And the other thing that makes it a little difficult is Snit has Snit's one of the few managers who ha, who who has an infield. He plays every day, every day. So if that wasn't the case, if they had a normal situation where you know, like these days, so many guys don't play more than one hundred and fifty five games a year. So if you were going now with Olsen struggling, you'd rest him for a day. You could move Austin Riley over to first and have and have uh, Vaughn Grissom play third base because yeah. he played he's played third plenty in minors. Um, or you could rest Riley for a day because he's been struggling and and have Grissom play third. So and maybe he'll do that. But uh, I know Olsen really likes to play every day, and he's got this far. You know how it is this far when they played every game. You're leading the league in games played. I think it becomes one of those things where you really don't – you got this far and you really don't want to be out of the lineup for a day. Well, guys love to – You want to be guys love to play every game. That. Yeah. yeah. Guys love to point that at the end of the season, you know, 161, 162. It looks great on your baseball card. Right. That was the year. And that's what I'm saying. You know, able to do it. Yeah. But it – and it, it always – you know, that's how guys get evaluated. If you look at Mike Trout's however many, you know, last right. few years he's had, it's – he didn't have any of those 162s, 160s, 155s. And, and you know, it's it's different, though. You know, I always never wonder – I always wonder when you have – like Olsen's contract status is filled out for right. like eight years. Doesn't have incentives you know, for like games played no, or anything. It's just other, – it's strictly he likes it. Yeah. He likes playing every day, and that's – and Snit's satisfying him, you know. He's but that's, that's what I'm saying him. is it, it's, it's a matter of figuring out – am I better when I do that? You know, and right. I, I think for him, he probably, he probably f- 
feels that way. Like when like he plays every day, his swing's better and he's right. But when you go into a slump of pretty bad, you know, it's it's like somebody has to step in and tell you you're taking I, I the day because they're never going to take to it. Yeah. I think Snit should just sit down and talk with him and Austin Riley and go, look, here's what I'd like to do. Let me know what you think about this. The kid has played really well. He can play these other positions. We got a chance to give you guys a little bit of rest so that you get you can be fully ready, you know, at the end of the year without missing anything, you know, because it's not like, you know, right now with you guys struggling, this would be a good opportunity to take a game or two off. Uh, yeah. I think I think if you just presented it to them that way, I don't see how they could go, no, no, I want to play every day. You know what I mean? Well, it's a pride thing, right. I think. And it's also it's, it's not fun just sitting on the bench watching. Like, guys right. come to the park, they want to play. Or you could tell him you're going to get in the game. You know, we'll get you in the game. We'll get you a pinch hit at bat or whatever. And if that thing's still going to say, it's not going to say 162 started, but it's going to, nobody looks at that anyway. They look at games played. Yeah. Well, I think too, it's like, say, sometimes the best thing to do is tell them there's no chance you're getting in the game today. Right. Like you are not seeing the field unless somebody, you know, breaks an ankle and don't touch a bat. You know, just, just take a day and don't think about baseball. Don't practice your swing. Don't take any BP. Just just take a hard reset. And sometimes that does a lot more good for you than going and taking an extra 50 swings after the game, trying to fix it, getting there tomorrow, yeah. doing early work. Like some guy, sometimes you can just kind of swing yourself into a hole yeah. and your body's tired this time of year. So uh, that these are the things, though, that veterans learn. You know, they learn as they get into August, September, what their body's going to feel like, how to get through it, how to get out of it. And you know, I mean, you just over time figure out I need to not even think about baseball for a day or I need to keep playing because last time I was in this situation, I just kept grinding and I didn't change anything and then I got hot. And this, the schedule doesn't make it easy for Snit to do that because they've had these off days. So it's kind of yeah. hard to say, you know, you need a day off when you just had two days off, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I like that sometimes guys get a day off going into an off day and then it's a full two. Right. I mean, Snit loves doing that to guys. Yeah. Yeah, but, I mean, it's like if they had one of those stretches like that early in the season, they had a couple of times where they played like 20 and 20 days, it'd be a lot easier to tell them we're going to give you a day off, you know, yeah. once you're ready for the postseason and yeah. not playing, not grinding every day. But anyway, it'll, it's going to be interesting. It's got options, and that's certainly a lot better than not, you know, than what it's been sometimes in the past where a guy got hurt and you were scrambling, and they got more – they got depth that uh, – and it's good depth. So – there, you know. Well, there was times last year where they were throwing two or three guys out there that were just an out. Right. That the were bottom just, of the lineup. And they're not that in that situation now. Quad A players, you yeah. know. So, and this time they're putting a guy, Adrianzo, who's a good bench player. They're putting him mm-hmm. on the IL today with a, you know, injury, <laughs> quad injury. So, it's, uh, yeah, that's, a, that's, that's how far the organization has come, you know, the depth they have, the quality depth they have. So, It's going to be interesting. Eric, let's hear from today's sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. 
Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I thought really encouraging to see uh, just a reminder of how far Kyle Wright has come that game the other day in San Francisco early on. I mean, he loads the bases in the second inning and gets out of that jam. That's one of those where in the past, I mean, last year, there is no question that game, that, that inning just falls apart. The bottom falls. Yep. And he's out. He doesn't even get out of the second inning. And every time he does that nowadays, he's still going five or six innings. You yeah. know, really, he has come so far. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at how he got out of that. You know, walks again. He's got two outs in that inning, and then he walks. He gives a, he gives up a walk, gives up a single, another walk, loads the bases, and gets Yastrzemski to look, the fly out to end the inning. Gets out of that scoreless inning. Um, threw 51 pitches in the first two innings, but only gave up one run in those innings, and then settles in and gets. 11 outs in the next 11 batters. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, that's another one of those things where you were let, where we talked about it in the past, how hard it was to develop all these young starters while you're trying to win uh, divisions and world series. Yeah. Because he has, to, it's an awesome thing that he got the chance to fail so many times in those situations and learn the mindset that's going to get him through him, you know, get him through it and get him out of it. There was always, you know, for me, I learned early on in my career, if I gave up like a leadoff double, I would let innings kind of get out of control on me in a hurry. And you'd give up a leadoff double and you'd think you can't let that run score. Yeah. I learned, you know, about right around the time I came to the Braves, just say, screw it. That guy's, he's in, he's scoring. Not another base runner gets on. I'm just going to make pitches. That's an earned run. You know, we got a three run lead that runs scoring, but this inning's not going to get out of control. And I just make pitches from there. You know, and sometimes just by making quality pitches, you get an infield pop-up. And then maybe you walk a guy because you're being careful with him and get a double play, and you get out of an inning where you had a runner on second and no outs versus a lot of guys will jump in the mindset of, I got to have you – know, it's going to take a couple strikeouts to get out of this. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, you walk a guy, hang a slider. Now you're second and third, no outs, and the run's already in, and the inning completely spiraled on you. You know, just got completely yeah. out of control. You kind of learn those things after being in those situations and messing them up. And so it's it, Kyle's pretty, pretty lucky that he got so many opportunities to fail like that because it's given him the mindset he has now to, yep. to be able to get out of those jams. And it, it's also once you've done it and gotten through it just one time, now you know you can do it. And now when he gets in those situations, he knows because he's done it a lot this year. He's been in some situations that look hairy. Yep. Yep. And he's just weaseled his way through it, weaseled his way out of him, kind of minimized the damage and put together a good start. Now, every time he does it, he knows he can still have a good start. Like, this isn't the end of the world. I like, got first and second, no outs in the second. Crowd's getting kind of loud. I'm in a 2-0 count. Let me just throw a quality pitch because last time I was in this situation, I threw a quality pitch, you know, got a yeah. ground ball, and everything was okay. But you kind of have to go through those situations quite a few times to learn the, the proper mindset for yourself. So he gets through those first two innings and 51 pitches and ends up going uh, five five and a third. 
and getting his 18th win. Yep. Nobody and else I don't, in the majors I don't care has what you say about wins either. Nobody else good. has in the majors has more than 16. Unless somebody got it their 17th yesterday. I didn't look. But the 18 wins, man. He's got a real chance of getting 20. Yeah. Nobody's done that since Russ Ortiz here. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. I don't, you know, people, you you could say you don't value pitcher wins. Right. But if a pitcher wins 20 games, yeah. That's there's no fluke about that. Yeah. I that mean, dude had a year. That's one of those things that sticks with you the rest of your career. You could say 20 former, game winner. former 20 game winner. Yeah. Yep. So uh, and then the night before, another encouraging sign uh, from Strider. On a night, Strider is so good now that on a night when he has maybe one of his worst starts, he gives up yeah. a career high nine hits in five innings. The guy gives up three runs, two earned runs with one walk and nine strikeouts. That's a bad start for him. Yep. In his rookie year. So, I mean, what this kid is doing, it really cannot be. Uh, overstated how good he's been strider when you look at him for the month now two and one and three starts with a one eight nine era 34 strikeouts with four walks and 19 innings that's insane man yeah i i was shocked to see him give up that many hits but yeah i think he just you know he was he was falling behind in almost every count it felt like and throwing just throwing a lot of pitches and you got to give them credit for for having a good approach oh they did yeah same thing they got him before too yeah they weren't intimidated by his fastball and they were making him make pitches but either way i mean that that starts it's just like we we're talking about that's one that could have easily been four innings six runs hit the showers yeah. learn nothing get nothing out of it and he's I mean, even the Oakland start, he's learning how when he doesn't have his best stuff, he still has pretty great stuff. Yeah. But when he's not locked in, he's still learning how to get through starts and, and eat up some innings. Yeah, so you, you ha- there were some things to be to be encouraged about. And, and, I mean, most importantly, the fact that you got those two young kids who've never pitched this long in a season. Because last year, Kyle was sent down and spent most of the year in AAA and didn't get come, brought back up till the postseason. And – Strider last year spent the year in minor leagues and and came up at the last weekend of the season, but didn't get on the postseason roster. So they're pitching further than they ever have. Strider's already got well over his career high in innings, and they're still pitching strong, man. I mean, Kyle had a little arm fatigue, came, got a couple extra days rest, and came out and did what he did and got his 18th win. So um, you got to like where they are with uh, two weeks left in the season. Not feel as good about a couple of other guys in a rotation, but Freed and Strider have pitched really well. And I think Wright had a nice bounce back there because Wright for the month is, you know, he had a, he had a rough one before that. Yeah. Gave up the it, eight It'd runs. be nice to get a few blowouts where you can, you know, take these guys out at 70, 80 pitches and try to conserve some energy. Yeah. Uh, on the other hand, Charlie is uh he just uh, he just doesn't look like the old Charlie right now, and and I mean I, I know he's got the postseason pedigree and all that, and you, and you think he's going to be able to get by with Guile and all that in the postseason, but uh, like the other day, they just didn't he just didn't have an answer for what the Giants were doing to him. Yeah, it was, uh, just just a rough day. It was, so for the month, he's two and one. He's got a four six seven ERA though. He's given up fourteen hits, nine runs, uh, six walks, and hit he hit two batters the other day in that game. You know. So, I mean, if I'm starting the postseason right now and I have to play division series, the best of three, or the best of three thing, you're playing three the wild games. Card. Yeah. The wild card series. 
I'm not having him do pitch the game three. I'm right now. If I had to do it, I mean, I'm going free Strider and right right yeah. now. That's the way I would do it. Yeah, Charlie's kind of. I mean, he's. It's what you're waiting for. Yeah, I mean, he's getting old, so you're right. You're waiting for it, the magic to run out. But I mean, it's he's kind of in that position where it keeps working. Why would he stop? Right. And now he. You know, there there were times last year where I felt the same way about him. Like, okay, he's finally getting old, and then he locked in, and he's and, still good over the course of the year. He's still yeah, fine at the back end I mean. of your rotation. I just wouldn't it, make him one of my first three postseason starts. No, you're just always asking that question with with a guy that starts getting into his late thirties. But then he locks in, and he could easily do it. Um, you know, if he has a couple really good starts to finish up the season, yeah, yeah, it, it's, it, that opinion. it completely changes how I look at who sure. I'd want starting in the playoffs. Sure. Yeah, because he's got – you don't have to worry about him in a postseason to have it affect him at all. None. But you also don't have to worry about it affecting Freed and Wright, obviously, at all, because Wright pitched in the World Series, yep. and I don't think anything's going to spe- affect Spencer Strider. I can see that him getting kid, pretty amped up. That kid is per- is just – he, he's a different breed, man. Yeah, but he's pretty I've, – I've seen some of his interviews, too. He's pretty and really he's pretty sharp. sharp. <laughs> very, very smart. Yeah. So He's not overwhelmed. No, I don't see him getting overwhelmed at all. I don't think you have to worry about any of those guys. So another good problem to have, though, four starters where a lot of last year, especially last year, you're having to, you know, you have two bullpen games in a World Freaking Series, you know? know. Dylan Lee started a game in the World Series, man. Yep. So you're not going to have that problem this year, you know. But at the back end, it's not Odorizzi's kind of a hit and miss, man. He's uh, He's not giving them – what they'd hoped that that no hitter he took in St. Louis to the sixth inning, notwithstanding. But uh, again, he's your fifth guy. You don't need him in the postseason. You're only going to need four max. Yeah. So Ian Anderson, he is not an option anymore. Pulls left side. He wasn't pitching well at AAA anyway, but left uh, oblique. He's done for the year for all intents and purposes. Yeah. This is one of those years, though, that's just, like, put me out of my misery. Right. Probably, I I mean, at this point, the best thing that could happen to him. It might be, man. It might be. Just shut it down. Look forward to next year. I mean, yeah. and that's what I'm saying is, you know, you just – you go on these runs where you just don't know what's wrong with you. And the best thing for you is to just be done and reset. Just a hard reset of time off. Yeah. And guys guys will keep working and working and working, and you're thinking about it. And you, you've got this bad visual or in your head of how you want to throw, and you just keep repeating it, you know. And even if you're not actually throwing the ball, the muscle memory of your visual of how you're delivering it, like, just keeps repeating. Yeah. And you just need like a month of not even thinking about it, not touching a baseball, yeah. not watching baseball, and then you pick up a ball, and it's like, oh shit, this is how I throw. It's right there. You know, it was there the whole time. I just didn't give it long enough to kind of reset and be there. And sometimes you get a little injury like he's got, and it's just a sign of like, dude, just fucking back off. Take a break and just come into camp ready next year. Clear your head. And at least you won't have to feel bad that if he's healthy and they're pitching without him in the postseason, he's yeah. like, God, I should be. Yeah. At least if he has an injury, you can say, well, I'm hurt. I couldn't be there anyway. So, Well, I mean, that's the pressure you're putting on yourself, too. He's trying to get back and get right, and he wants to pitch in the postseason and it's trying harder and harder and harder. And you just get it back off. Right hander, left oblique. Yeah, front side. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's got that, you know. Yeah. Gets all the way up. And, um, 
So, yeah, if, I mean, if you had an injury or two, you still got plenty of depth. I mean, you could have Kyle Muller. You could Bryce, Bryce Elders pitch really well. Granted, it was against the Miami Marlins, but you got him. Uh, Soroka, I don't think. I mean, we've said all along we didn't think Soroka was going to be a real postseason option. And you'd be pleased if he came back and and maybe gets in the game. You know, if he can get in the game, if the Braves can clinch. Yeah, you know, let him get in there that last game of the season. If their postseason is decided and that game can't mean anything on positioning or anything like that, and he's ready, I would let him do it. If you thought if you thought he could do well, I wouldn't want to take, throw him out there if I didn't think he was going to pitch well. But he's had uh, some good starts and bad starts in AAA. But I, I, I mean, if he's been good. shaky, even just to give him an inning out of the pen. You know, like just tell him this game doesn't matter. You're going to throw the ninth inning no matter what, right. so that he can have a kind of a scripted warm up to it. But just to give him the peace of mind and officially be back on a big league mound after all his, there's got to have been so much doubt and so much just garbage days rehab and where you just feel like I might yeah. not never never step on a big league mound again. But if, if I could give him that, I would. But if it's settled though, you know, if it's settled. I'd give him a start and it allows yeah. you to, it allows you to, to maneuver your starters too. You know, yep. I mean, that one of those guys could, you could definitely use a day, uh, one less start. So, yeah, I guess if it's settled, yeah, just have them start if the it's game. Settled and- that last weekend. And it's going to be against the Marlins too. So if it's settled, I'd either have him or Bryce Elder, obviously. And I wouldn't be surprised at all if Bryce Elder starts one of those because they finished with the Marlins. Yeah. Bryce Elder's pitched great against them twice, so it wouldn't surprise me at all if he pitches one of those games. I'm going to put money on it not being settled, though. Yeah. (laughs) The way it's going. That Marlins series, that that Mets series, that last home series is going to be big. I mean, you got to think it's going to come down to that. It will. Yeah. If it doesn't, I think the Braves would be in trouble because they'd have to get extremely hot to be. I have already put them away by then. Right. And then they finished against the Marlins and the Mets finished against the Nationals. So it's kind of a toss up. It's like, okay, both teams. Well, should. It'd be cool, though, that, you know, if they went into those two tied. It'd be better if the Braves had a big lead, you know, one or two games. But yeah. it'd be, it's going to be fun to watch that series because if it's, you know, even if they're a game or two apart, the whole thing can flip flop in, yeah. in, in, a, in a head-to-head series. And the Braves – Got to feel good playing those guys at home, man. They've had great home crowds. They played well against them last time. Guys, let's take a quick break, and then we'll finish up the show. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Big weekend this 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 week coming up. We got Philly because the Philly series is looming pretty large now. The Phillies have been, have been relevant in the second half. They're they're going to make the playoffs right now. Uh, it's in and out, but they there's a chance the Braves could play the Phillies in the first round, man, which would be kind of weird. But there's a real chance it could be them or the Padres. Um, so this series this week at Philly or next week is going to be kind of big. And then you go, you got a, you got a road trip where you really should make some hay with the Phillies and the nationals. Phillies are always tough at Philly though. Yeah. Uh, and they're pitching depending on who you're going to get. Cause if you're going to get, you know, Wheeler <laughs> and Nola, yeah, you know, they are, they do all right against Nola, but Wheeler, they got some tough pitching, man. And then you got the Nats who they've played great at nationals park in the last three years, man. I mean, unbelievable. That's been their best venue for the Braves has been nationals park. So, they, they need to go that one. Yeah. That's a lot less hostile atmosphere than Philly, especially if Philly's in it, especially these days, man, Nats yeah. park is a ghost town, but uh, yeah. yeah, the Braves have really played well there. So that one's going to be big, but first they got this weekend series here and uh, I know they're looking forward to it because coming off that, you know, coming off the West coast is always tough, but in September, man, it's tough going out there end of the year. Yeah. So you come home, you got the Phillies and the Nats here, and then you got the Phillies and the Nats on the road. So this will be a good – all the rest of the games are against National League East opponents for the Braves. I like they do that. Yeah. So these are – you know, with six games against the Nationals in the next week and a half, they should really uh, – or the next two weeks, they should really take advantage of that, you know, because the Mets have got a real soft schedule too, and the Mets so far have not taken advantage of their soft no. – they got swept by the Cubs, man. I know. So the Braves got really fortunate. They went out there and lost four games and only lost a half game on the, in the standings and another half game last night when the Mets won on the day the Braves were off. So they're only a game back. I mean, and they're right there after playing, you know, blowing a couple of, blowing a couple of games out on the West coast and not playing particularly well, not getting much from the big bats. So, you know, they're right where they need to be. They're going to come home to play in front of huge crowds. It'll be sold out all weekend. I would imagine. I'm sure it will be. Yeah, it's so, not like it used to be in September. No, no, not especially not on weekends. It'll be sold out for the Phillies. So, and they'll they'll even be good crowds for the Nats next week. Which in the past, when school's back in session, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday against the Nationals oh. would have been twelve thousand people. You know, yeah. But it'll be at thirties, low thirties. Well, and that makes such a difference too. You know, when you're. Nationals have all these young guys they're testing yeah. out, right? And they yeah, they're playing pretty, they're playing better with those young guys. Yeah, but you go into a team that's trying to make the playoffs and the crowds into it. That's another factor for those younger players that you, you, they they're going to be a lot more comfortable in front of ten thousand at Turner Field than they would be in front of thirty five at the Battery. No doubt, and doing the tomahawk shot and the chant and all that, and they've never seen that. And the lights go out, and yeah. You know what's yeah. funny is I intimidating. I so I. Heard it a million times when I was a brave, right? But it's always playing when shit's going your way, so yeah. it's just kind of cool. 
when I came over with Oakland and that and the, and they started getting that going and the game was starting to get hairy and you're waiting for the bullpen phone to ring it has a completely different feel to it yeah it's like oh shit they know what's up they, you know like you can feel that it's a part of the momentum of the park and that they're trying to get things going the crowd starts getting into it and getting loud I think it definitely puts a pressure on the other team that you might not feel as much when it's you know when it's on your side yeah yeah, I mean, and it's with that many people there, it is night yeah. and day the difference when they do it and they turn the yeah. lights out and they're all using their phones to do it. It's pretty impressive. There's not none of the scene like that in in MLB. You know, there's I some other get out there and see it. Like Diaz entering is the best, you know. Yeah. But uh, this is pretty intimidating with the lights out and all that. It's pretty cool. Yeah, they they didn't used to be able to do that stuff with the lights. If you flipped them off, right. it took like it took forever to turn them back on. <laughs> You'd have to delay the game for twenty minutes for the. <laughs> yeah. yeah, these you just flip them on and off. Yeah, I never a couple times like they, they went off at Turner Field when they yeah when they turned them off when they went out at Turner Field and they had to hold the yeah. game up for about twelve minutes for them to come back on. Uh, they turn on, but they're at like you know ten percent. Yeah, they heat up. <laughs> yeah, they take a minute. Yeah, these are different. These are LEDs and boom. They, I mean, they flip them on and off too, like strobe effect. They do all kinds of yep. shit with them. So, yeah, I got to get out there and see a maybe playoffs or something. I'd love to see that place because the year I played there, 17, I mean, we weren't very good, you know, and it was just yeah. kind of getting started. But watching the games on TV now, it looks crazy. Yeah. The energy just looks totally different. It is totally different. Yeah, 17, they had pretty good crowds, but it's, gotten, it's gone up every year and just the energy is so much better. Yeah, and a postseason man, it's great. It, it was crazy last year. So I might have to try to make it out. Let's see if they let's let's see if they experience it again because it, it's no given. That first round is going to be tough, man. They'd have home field, right? Yeah, yeah. If you win the division, so they or if home, you're the, so they yeah. get all three. Yeah, that'd be pretty fun. Yeah, that's that that helps a lot, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Hey, all three, no travel, all that. Yeah, so that's. I think tough, that's, that's one thing they definitely got right. Yeah, yeah, you got a reward for for the post for the uh, regular season to mean something. And I hated the one game wild card. Terrible. It's terrible. It's like your starting pitcher has a bad inning. Your whole season is up in flames. The that's other the other starting pitcher has the best year best game of his of his season. You yeah. might not be. It might not matter how good you, how, how well yeah. your guy does. It's tough when one six hundred sixty two games can be decided by one guy, one pitcher. Yeah, have yeah, an that's not right. That's not right. Yeah, it's not. Uh, Baseball is the last sport you need to be doing that in. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we'll do this again uh, after the weekend series against the Phillies, and we'll see where we are. See what Ozzy does tonight, and stay tuned. Look, uh, check on my Twitter feed. We'll have the lineup posted pretty soon, probably about an hour. See where Ozzy is in that thing. But he's back, and we're coming down to the la- to the last couple of weeks, and here we are, playoff race, just like we thought it would be. <laughs> one game did one game separating them after playing a hundred and what hundred and forty games. It's, it's so stupid that this always happens in yeah. baseball. Yeah. You know, that many games, and it's always a game or two. You know, that's that's why they say all year long, every single game matters because yep. end of the season, it's one game apart. They've played 100. The Braves have played 143 games, <laughs> and the Mets have played 145 games, and the Braves are one game behind them. <laughs> so stupid. And they're 41 and 30 on the road. And the Mets are 43 and 29. 
And how about at home? The Mets are 47 and 26. The Braves are 47 and 25. <laughs> it's almost identical. Uh, These teams are so close, man. Yep. Yep. We knew it was going to be like this this year, too, from early on. Yeah. And the Phillies are nine back of that. And then, man, then you look at the wow. You talk about top heavy. The Marlins, 30 and a half games back. The Nationals are 40 games out of first place. The, the Nationals are World Series. The Nationals are 50 games under 500. 50. Ooh, that'd be a long year. <laughs> that's a long year. Oh, man. That's rough. All right. We'll talk again. Thanks, everybody. We appreciate it.